was the night before Christmas, and there Austin sat to record this episode's intro so he could publish it stat. On his desktop he typed, and he thought, and he wrote, and no other creature stirred, not even Owlbear's goat. And so here we present, me, my spouse, and a die. Merry Christmas to all, and may your dice all roll high. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. Me, my spouse and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a place that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Merry Christmas! <laughs> So, this is the episode that comes out on Christmas Day. Christmas Day! Woo! So, Merry Christmas all. What? On Christmas Day in the morning. Oh, I see. Okay. Because I will come out in the morning on Christmas Day. True. So, we'll see how many people are listening listening on release day day. we'll see share it with your wrap our podcast up and put it under print print out a picture of our logo wrap that sucker up in a really exciting box and have everyone be disappointed when it's not a new iphone (laughs) or buy them a new iphone and download all of our episodes onto that that's a better idea this episode not brought to you by apple Neither of us have iPhones, no. so this is true. Exactly. This is also not brought to you by Samsung, unfortunately. I don't like Samsung hardware. Yeah. Wait. So that's also true. <laughs> not brought to you by any sponsor whatsoever. Yep. There we go. But that's fine. What are your favorite Christmas morning traditions, Gwyneth? So I like sleeping in and doing opening stockings in our bathrobe and having a delicious sweet and savory breakfasts and then going and getting ready for the day and then handing out presents and then opening presents. I guess that's more than one thing. That's, that's just okay. our Christmas that's just morning our routine. routine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. What about you, my love? Yeah, I enjoy whatever baked goods mm-hmm. we have that morning. It varies year yeah. to year, doesn't it? It does, because we've done like German pancakes in the past, normal pancakes, cinnamon rolls, cinnamon rolls, yeah, all sorts of good stuff. Mm-hmm. All sorts of good stuff. When I was younger, my grandpa was Finnish, and so my mother too. You know, try to win brownie points, learned a recipe for a finished bread. It's a sweet bread mm-hmm, that's very mm-hmm. good. And so we'd always have that with honeycomb and mm-hmm. real butter mm. on Christmas morning. And it was delicious. Oh, so. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. She does sometimes deign to give us loaves at Christmas time. and She always gives us loaves at Christmas time. And I covet those pieces. They're cute. Covet she always, slices. She gives us little loaves. I know. They're so cute. It's adorable. Because she's like, it's just the two of you. Here's a little loaf. Yeah, it's like and six it's, inches long and like three I'm, inches wide. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, this is so cute. Thanks. And I'm also like, you could just give us a big loaf. I, like, I, don't, I don't need a, a full-size loaf, but the little loaf is so it's, cute. They're really cute. And they're braided, so they're all poogee on the top. Mm-hmm. And they're they have cute. cardamom in them. And mm-hmm. so they're very like spicy and flavorful. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're very yummy. Mm-hmm. 
So I have the recipe, and we have we, always said yeah, we, we should, should try make, to make, make it, ourselves, it ourselves. Yeah, which we should do sometime. We should. But usually, we just do pancakes or mm-hmm. cinnamon buns. Yeah, I think this year we'll do the classic cinnamon roll and probably some savory side to cut into the sweet type of thing. Or a or a dollop of Bailey's in our morning coffee type of family too. <laughs> we we usually do that, but we're also oh, we're also cheap. cheap so, so we it's buy off brand Bailey's Ryan's <laughs> Irish cream. Mm-mm. Oh, Flannerty's Irish cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's. Um, have we ever gotten bourbon cream for in the mornings? No, because it's expensive. Okay. I've had it before and it's delicious, but it's I also wasn't very sure expensive. If there was, yeah, an off-brand bourbon cream because that is very good. So that, that is what we do. Let us know what all of your holiday traditions are. Put this on in the background as you make this festivities bread. happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. nothing like children opening presents combat in the background a great present for us would be just to download this about five times <laughs> a great a great Day. gift would be to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app true as long as it's positive uh, i was gonna say as long as it's apple because apparently the other ones don't matter true not that yeah. i like apple anyway but but no that is they do some they are somehow the crux of all podcasting ratings and success somehow i was gonna say if anyone's left a review on anything other than apple podcasts let us know because oh, i don't yeah. actually ch- check well there are there I are don't know a lot how to too, check cause, them because uh, a lot of different platforms you know just reach out and kind of like grab the rss feed so you know we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to act be active on stitcher or spotify i don't even know if you, can you leave reviews on spotify i have no idea i have no I idea don't use spotify um i use it sometimes because it's easy to cast from spotify to like if i'm cleaning and i want to cast it on our like big living room speakers so that i'll use spotify for podcasts for that mm. but yeah that would be a good gift for us, and we would unwrap it mm-hmm. digitally. Mm-hmm. It just has ones and zeros on the wrapping paper. That would be cute. Binary wrapping mm-hmm. paper. Do, 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 do. Anyway. It makes that sound as you're wrapping it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's like green and glowy. It's the Matrix. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and you have to be... It's like all the stock art of hackers, and they're always like have the like... The face bla- mask the and masks the and like the gloves. fingerless yeah. gloves type of thing. And so whenever you so use this bad. wrapping paper, you have to dress like that or else it doesn't work. So bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyways. Well, Merry Christmas Merry and Happy Christmas Holidays, and everyone. Indeed. This has been such a good year for us and it's been amazing. Let's continue Sounds down good. the river. You need some like... Like seagulls in the background. Actually, this is one thing. I'm excited to get out of the snowy wastelands because, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, recently I have, I mean, it's been going on for a while, but I'm, I'm doing more ambient mm-hmm. noise and, you know, soundscapes in the background and it'll be nice to get out of just what sort of wintry <laughs> winds can I throw in the background this time because there is There's nothing very else, many. you know? So yeah, I've... To to everyone who has been hearing in the background the same frozen wastelands whooshes for the past 15 episodes, we're about to change it up. So now I can have like seagulls and water, water. and outdoorsy sounds nice. rather than just nothing but crunch, wind. Crunch, yep. couple steps. Yep, yep. So that is nice. Mm-hmm. That is nice. So I am excited about that. Mm-hmm. 
So, as I have said, you are escaping these frozen wastelands. Mm-hmm. You, with Carhoon, along with your newfound pals, Tempest, the elf and herder, the other elf, are aboard a folding boat that has been unfolded right. onto the unfrozen part of the Pelinel River. It is still cold up here, mm-hmm. but you are heading southerly, and you should be out of the snow and ice very soon. Cool. So the lot of you get on this boat, begin making your way back upriver into the heart of the continent, back towards the plains, mm-hmm. so you can take this river all the way down, and then you will have a short foot trek to the borders of the Illustrian territories. Sounds good. So I will leave this generally open. You're on a boat. You are traveling through the brisk air of the Pelinel River. The snow around you is beginning to lessen and thin out. The ice is dripping as the climate gets warmer Mm -hmm. the more south you go. You have several days of journey before you. And you have, you know, Carhoon, Tempest, and Herder, and not much else. So, oh, you also have some dragon buddies. So I will leave it open if there's anything you would like to do, or if there are any conversations you would like to have in this interim time. Okay. Feel free to do that. Okay. Um, Does this boat have a name? No. It is just, it's a magical folding boat that they didn't take the time to name. (laughs) Didn't uh, smash a bottle of bubbly along the side. No, they did not. No christening. I mean, Octavia will probably try to talk to Tempest to, you know, again, just if there's any other wee tidbits about what we can expect once we get into Illustria, um, that would just be really helpful. I know that Tempest doesn't, you know, I know that Tempest doesn't know a whole bunch, but whatever she can continue to communicate that'd be great hey how's it going you seem like you look like you want to talk to me (laughs) yeah i should have probably just been like yeah octavia's gonna go up to tempest and be like you know i i know that you may not know all the ins and outs of what we can expect once we once we get to illustria um but if there's if there's anything else that you think could be could be helpful about you know the people who sent you to find us and, you know, anything that you think could be helpful would definitely be helpful. Well, that's a relatively broad question. I've told you most of what I know. We're here to take you back to Illustria. The council wants to uh, figure out what is going on, understand the full extent of what it is you found, mm-hmm. the power that it's capable of, and essentially we'd like to devise a strategy with you to end this war as swiftly and decisively as possible. Right. So so how many people are on this council again? Twelve. Twelve, okay. And did they all conjoin and send you as a group, or who was your main point of contact? It was a majority vote, so I, I didn't have much direct dealing with the individual members, per se, uh, but I was... The orders were handed down through chain of command. Again, I'm 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 not a politician. I'm an anthropologist. So I was visited in my office one day, and 
told that, you know, the council wants this to happen. Here's your dossier. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. me and her set out from there. Okay. So we haven't had any uh, face-to-face so far, but we will once you're, you're back with us. Okay. Do you know anything about the the council member who is who is most in charge or who or who we will be talking with most or uh, the council members are all no th- there isn't necessarily a chair or a head of this okay. council they all hold uh, roughly a equivalent power the the queen is has the the final say in all such matters but most of the time if the council decides on a course of action it's rare for her to disagree. Does the queen serve as a council member as well, or is she kind of like no. the president of it, basically? She, she's a separate entity. Okay, okay. And it's it's been a long time since I was back in Illustria, and I was, I was a kid when we moved away. So um, are, are these elected positions and for certain terms, or uh, is it from the 12, you know, oldest families, or...? It's more of an appointment. okay. So the queen picks them? Yes. Basically? Okay. And then the rest of the council must agree on the appointment. Okay. And is it term length or lifetime or? Lifetime or until they are deemed unfit for duty again by the rest of the council or the queen. Okay. Okay. Um, And do you know if, is there one whose specialty is, you know, magical research? Is there one whose specialty is war? Um, Do they kind of fall under, you know, various constituencies kind of like that, or? Unofficially. It's not like a minister of defense, a minister of magic or anything like that. But all of them have their areas of expertise. Okay. I don't know all of them personally, and I try to stay out of politics. Understandable, yeah. We, we'll meet all of them shortly. Okay. Uh, they can probably answer your questions better than I. Alright. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and there are any rumors uh, about the various members of particular ones that we should be keeping an eye out for, or anything like that? Well, they're all politicians, Mm -hmm. so of course there have been various charges of well, not charges, but rumors of backdoor dealings Mm -hmm. or corruption as is inherent in any government. Whether those rumors hold any weight or they were merely started as a way to undermine their authority, I can't say. I I don't have my ear in that particular circle. Okay. I believe that at the core they have the best interests of the Illustrian people and the people of Moir at heart, at least as a majority. Okay. Okay, well, I guess I guess we'll come face to face and see for ourselves soon enough, huh? Indeed. Okay. And and you're in, uh with with your background and with your profession, do you know a lot of different languages and, and things along those lines? I do. Um, could you try to translate this script that I've tried to copy from something? Let me see it. Where okay. did you find this? So I, I found this um, in in the middle of uh, of Epsilon's tale uh, in the middle of the mountains. It was uh, th- there were two doors leading into the mountains themselves, and um, there was scripts 
over the doors and I couldn't read it and Carhoon also couldn't. So I tried to copy it down because to show someone like you who might be able to read it better than I. Yes, let me take a look at that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Octavia will pull out the her her journal that she, you know, growing up, she would always keep notes about the different plants she'd seen or, oh, this poultice is actually stronger if you add another, you know, dash of this type of mushroom. Um, so she'll pull that journal out and flip to the page where she tried to copy the script above those doors in Paxion's Pass. Mm-hmm. She takes a look at it. Oh, hmm. Let me, let me check. Remind everyone what you rolled on your attempt to copy so, that script. So, unfortunately, I only rolled a seven in my copying check. Mm-hmm. All right. She takes a look at the scrap, mm-hmm. studies it for a while, and she says, what What did you say the name of this route was? Paxion's Pass? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Paxion I've heard of. He was a key figure in the uh, development of elven right. culture and, mm-hmm. and, and knowledge. This is a very, very old script. Mm-hmm. It's it it's a would be an elvish derivative? Yes. Okay. I can't make it all out. Maybe when I get back to the uh the university I'll be able to reference some things. Mm. It seems to be an indicator of, of what is beyond. I, I okay. get the sense of a funerary or a, a tomb like denotion. Oh, okay. I can make out the name Paxion. Does it seem like it would actually be Paxion's tomb? Potentially. Again, I would have to do some more thorough research. Okay. But, yes, you, you may have stumbled onto something oh of my gosh. great excitement there. I'm sure uh, there are many in Illustria who would be very, very happy to have this information. Okay, I mean, because that could be a potentially, like, untouched look into... At that time period, because if yeah. okay, wow, okay, well, good to know, good to know. <laughs> we came across some interesting things, so I'm glad that we can get a, a little bit of an answer to that because that's always been kind of bugging me in the back of my mind. So we just had to kind of go past it, and you know, we were on a mission, so unfortunately, we couldn't just you know that have a big detour. <laughs> understandable. I I think once this war is over, there are many things we'd like to take care of that we simply can't due to the circumstances and this Mm -hmm. could be one of them cool wonderful well thank you so much that's really helpful anything else i mean uh, it's it's nice to be in in a place that's you know getting warmer and um you know unless you can think of anything else that would help prepare us to meet with the council anything that pops into your mind uh, nah, I, I'm not one for a lot of words, uh, so I think I'm good. All right, well, enjoy the journey. I'll be around. And let us know how we can, I mean, I don't know if this, the magical boat's basically sailing itself, but, I mean, of course, let us know if we can help swab things or whatever. Will do. <laughs> you have that conversation? hmm And we have, like, 
uh, quarters, right? Like our own cabins, or um, how does that work? It's not that big, but okay. there's like a below deck. Okay, at so we least, don't have to be exposed to yeah. the elements. Type thing. Okay, well that's mm-hmm. nice at least. So you continue sailing mm-hmm. south along this river in this boat, making pretty good time compared to what you would have done on foot. Absolutely. I think Octavia's going to, she's before those um, ice shrooms that she got from Yanni Yano, mm-hmm. um, she's going to sketch them in her sketchbook and write down what Yanni had told her about them um, to try to kind of, you know, they're, they're cut mushrooms, so they're going to go bad eventually. So she wants to try to, you know, create as much of a documentation about them before they go bad as possible. And so she'll also probably, you know, cut a few up and see how they work in various type of poultices and that type of thing to kind of see what the various properties of them are in various applications. Mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. Mushroom, the mushroom. Badger, 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 mushroom. Classic old YouTube. Oh man, man. I think we actually referenced that earlier on the podcast. We may. I think we did. Probably. Oh, it's. I think when I got all of those badgers out. Oh yeah. When I called all my friend, was it Jimmy? Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy the badger. Jimmy the badger. My goodness. I'm like I just conjure fifteen badgers. Fifteen. And they go all in all directions. Scamper, scamper, scamper. It's pretty ingenious. Pretty fun. Myself. So, after this conversation, and probably several other conversations Mm -hmm. of not as much import throughout the next several days, you continue sailing south. The Mm -hmm. snow and ice melts away, and finally, after many days up in the cold north, you begin to see green and plant life and growth, and the temperature steadily increases, so you can, you know, get rid, well, not get rid of, but take off your big, thick furs. Mm, You don't need them to stay warm anymore as the days pass, and you continue going south. Okie dokie. What is your passive perception? 16. 16. On the fourth day. Okay. On the fourth day, sailing south, as dusk is beginning to fall, Mm -hmm. the sun is beginning to set behind the horizon, and everything has this hazy, dusky Mm -hmm. glow to it. You and Carhoon are standing out on deck. Maybe you were having a chat, maybe you were just enjoying the warm, temperate air. Mm-hmm. You, out of the corner of your eye, to the western bank, Okay. see something moving okay. through the tall grasses that surround the sides of the river. Okay. Octavia will, like, elbow Carhoon in the ribs and be like, there's an ominous sort of rustling over there on the bank. Mm-hmm. It's quick. Okay. You start to hear a sort of wet. Oh my it almost gosh. sounds like if someone was taking like a sponge and thwapping it on a countertop. It's like. <laughs> Gross. And you now see next to the rustling reeds and grasses, there are more rustling reeds and grasses. And after a moment, you see emerging from these grasses uh, several. Squat, short, frog-like creatures with spears just running towards your boat. As they get to the bank where the water meets the land, they leap just an incredible horizontal leap from the bank 20 feet over and just stick themselves to the side of your boat and begin climbing up. 
<laughs> Roll initiative. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man. All right, Carhoon rolls a 15, and Octavia also a 15. His dex is higher though. All right, you see six of these frog creatures, green, slimy skin, holding spears, just leaping incredible distances to stick themselves onto the side of your boat and begin (laughs) climbing over the top. Would I know what they are? Um, Are they common enough? Yeah, you see a bunch of squat, just like kind of chonky little frog people <laughs> holding rudimentary spears just climbing up the side mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the boat. It is Carhoon's turn. First, there are six frogs stuck to the western side of your boat climbing up. What does he do? Uh, uh, so, so, like, he would know that, like, are, are, I mean, are these things that can be reasoned with? Like, is there any way that would he know that? Are they just like... You can roll like a history check. But that takes his whole turn, right? Um, usually I let intelligence check slide because okay. it's like just recalling knowledge. Okay. If you were trying to do a perception check, yes, that would be your whole turn. So he rolls a, for history, an eight. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know a ton about bullywugs. Rumors and general knowledge just states that they're kind of gross, savage creatures. Okay. Um, well, seeing that they're obviously uh, menacing, coming out in a, in a menacing type fashion, he's going to rush over to the edge of the boat, unslinging his longbow and just shooting down at these critters. Okay. 19. Yep, that's a hit. So that's six piercing damage to one, and he's going to shoot again at that same one. Okay. Non-natural 20 to hit. Mm -hmm. Another five piercing. Uh, Two arrows into this bullywug, and then it falls into the water. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. It is Octavia's turn next. Um, She's also going to, you know, rush over to the the side of the boat and looking down at these things. um, She's going to cast Speak with Animals. Does that, would that cover these creatures? They're not animals. Okay. They are like sentient So they, they are sentient. Okay. So it would be more like tongues or something that would yes. cover that. Okay. Mm. Mm. She would probably know that. Um, okay. She is going to, is there one that look, looks like in charge um, no, not really. They all kind of look, look the same. Similar. Okay. She is going to put her hand uh, kind of across her chest um, where the belt of Fulmis is slung across, and she is going to look at one of the bullywogs that is in the front, and I would like it to make a... Wisdom saving throw, please. Eleven. Well, it fails, so that bullywog is going to be suggested this course of action. Retreat. Does it have to understand the language you are speaking? Um, oh, Oh, that can hear and understand me. So you say, retreat, and wave your magic hands. And you're like, hmm, I think that should have worked. But this bullywug just kind of stares dumbly up. Oh, 
I shouldn't even. I didn't. I should have thought of that. Okay. It only speaks Bullywug. Oh my god. <laughs> Bullywug is its own language. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. Uh. That's yeah. Yeah. That's all that she can kind of do because okay. she doesn't really want to. I mean, these creatures don't seem that ominous or that you know like mm-hmm. uh, she would trying to do as least destructive a course of action as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the Bullywug's turns then. Did you walk up to the side of the boat then? Yeah. Okay. So that she could have like seen <laughs> down. So the five remaining Bullywugs, two of them start climbing up and they're going to both uh, get up to the edge okay. and where Carhoon is and try to grab him and pull him off the <laughs> oh side of the boat. Gosh. So have Carhoon roll. I'm going to treat this like a grapple. Okay. And effectively, one is going to grapple and the other is going to help and give it advantage. Okay, so it's just a what? Carhoon can roll strength or dexterity to avoid. 14. 14? 14. <laughs> I also got 14. Oh! So but that means you're grappled. So I am grappled. Yes. Okay. Because the attacker wins ties. Which doesn't make sense because... If you're hitting AC, you only have to tie it. Oh, right. Meets a pizza. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they latch onto Carhoon okay. and grapple him. B- but he's still on the boat He's still currently. on the boat. Next turn, they're going to try to pull drag him, him down. off. Okay. The other three climb up the boat and... Slip onto the deck around okay. you, and I think one of them is going to attack, and the other two are also going to try to grapple okay. you. Okay. Oh, dear. So the first one attacks, it jabs at you with its little stone spear, mm-hmm. and then it's going to try to bite you. Gross. So for the spear, natural one. Ooh! They're bullywugs, so I'm not letting them crew fail. <laughs> oh, man! For the bite. That's a nine, so that's a miss. Also a miss. The other two are going to try to grapple. So one's going to grapple, the other's going to help. Ooh, that is a 21. You can roll uh, acrobatics or athletics to get out. Strength or dex. All right, let's see. Nope. I would have had to have, even if I had rolled a natural 20. Okay, so you are grappled as well. Okay, and these bully lugs start, like, croaking to each other, like, um, speaking bullywug. <laughs> I don't think I realized that bullywug was, like, its own thing. Mm-hmm. I figured that they spoke, like, you know, Aquin or, nope. you know, some of those other... Bullywug. Oh, my gosh. How uh, big are they? They're... they're I'm okay. Imagine if Danny DeVito was a frog. That's what I pictured. <laughs> Just kind of short. It's like that Eminem ad rotund, that he's usually in, except kind of greasy little frogs. <laughs> Nothing against Danny DeVito, but you all know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, that that picture is now clear in my mind that there are five Danny DeVitos on this boat. Um, now that they are up close and personal, you can see that they're all wearing like rough woven clothing. Okay. Maybe some from skin, some from like plants and reeds and stuff. Uh, and crudely painted onto the chest looks like uh, you you would guess it's a teardrop with some wings <gasps> on it. Oh, these are a scale mission, a hot dang! Okay. And then you hear that same flap, flap, flapping coming from no! the other side. Okay, hot diggity dog! Okay. 
as six more bullywogs <gasps> from the eastern bank leap. Power in numbers, guy guess. Leap from the bank and stick themselves onto okay. the opposite side of the boat. What are Tempest and Herder doing in this? They are below thing. deck, and they are probably going to come up in a round or two. Oh, Don't okay. worry, I haven't forgotten about them. <laughs> Just double checking. <laughs> okay. Top of the round, it is your turn. Okay. It's or, sorry, it's Carhoon's turn. turn. Okay. So he is grappled. He is grappled. Speed is zero. Can't benefit from bonus to speed. And, uh, uh, Channeling your inner bullywug there. I am a bullywug. Okay, so he can still attack. Yes. And does not seem to have disadvantage on attacks. Mm -hmm. Well, he had his longbow out before he got grappled, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. So... So he would have disadvantage. Right. So he's going to try to just, you know, channel the his inner werebear without actually becoming a werebear and just try to throw all of these Danny DeVitos off of him. Okay, so you must succeed on an athletics or acrobatics check versus the bullywugs. Okie dokie. The bullywug does not have advantage this time. 14. 20. Oh, man. So Carhoon remains grappled. Trying to to get out, but these bullywugs are not having it. Well, they're just sticky and gross, and Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. opposed to being slimy and being easier to get out, it's more of a like that, ugh gross just thinking of like when you're in a swamp and your your feet are sticking and you're trying to like get your foot out of the muck and your boot is sticking and you uh, yeah all of that stuff all that stuff all right so it is your turn then okay unless garoon has a bonus action he wants to do right yeah because he doesn't have he can't just like swing with a fist right as a bonus action no okay so he he is good he that is all that carhoon can do Okay, it's your turn then. Okay. How far away from Carhoon am I? Uh, How far? Probably within 5, 10 feet. I'll let you decide since we're not doing the map right now. Okay. I could draw one. Well, if there are bullywugs on either side of us, he's probably around 15 feet away. Because there has to be room for all these bullywugs and us and everything. Yes. Okay. So if that is the case... And how far away, how wide across is this boat? 24 feet long, 8 feet wide. Oh, okay. We're just going to round to 10. 10 feet wide. Okay. So quite a narrow boat. Okay, so if Carhoon is, we're kind of on opposite ends of the boat here, and with the bullywugs coming up, are the bullywugs coming up already onto the deck from the other side, or? Uh, no, okay. not yet. They will climb up on their turn. But they're on the fit. side of it. They, yes. Okay. So two, the two that are holding Carhoon are attached to the side. The ones that are grappling you, the three that are around you, are on the deck. On the and deck. And then the other ones are sticking to the other side of the boat. Okay. I would like literally every single bullywug that is within ten feet of me to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Give me just a second. Mm-hmm. So many bullywogs. So many Danny DeVitos. Lots of bullywogs. So all the bullywogs within 10 feet of you. Correct. Oh, goodness. This is going to be a lot of dice. Yes. <laughs> that is seven bullywogs. Yes. What kind of saving throw? Wisdom, please. Oh, sorry. Constitution. Constitution. So this is seven. So the first two fail. 
The second okay. two, one succeeds. The next two, uh, 14 and a 21. Does 14 win? Yes, so me- if they okay. meet it, Yes, so that's win. three successes. The last bully lug. So wait, with meets it, beats it. So if they meet my spell save, do you see they? Yes, they passed. And the last one fails. So three succeed, four fail. Okay. So the four that fail are now incapacitated. Ooh, okay. I'm, I see what you're doing. I am pulling out my Jasulka Nova. And the three that succeeded will all take 2d6 damage. Okay, roll that damage. Do I roll just once? Just roll, roll once. I rolled a two and a one, so three damage. Three damage. Three damage on three of them. And then the other four are incapacitated. All right, I'm just going to say the three closest to you are the ones who are incapacitated. Because that sounds good. Perfect. So you stand there, these bullywugs just launching themselves onto the ship, and you call upon the powers of your new dragon mm-hmm. friend, Jasulka, and a just bunch of white flurrying snow sprouts out of the ring upon your finger and swirls around you in a frosty blizzard that just freezes up the joints of several of the bullywugs surrounding you and dealing some frostbite to the rest. Nice. They're all croaking like (laughs) ribbit, ribbit. (laughs) And they're confused and odd. Good Thank you, Jasulka. Of that. Thank you. But now it is their turn. Well, uh, I should roll because it's for one d four rounds that they're incapacitated. I so I should roll those. They will be incapacitated for two rounds. All right, this is round one. Is the one who's incapacitated who is climbing up the side of the ship like fall off? No, incapacitated just means you can't take actions. Okay, or, or reactions. Yeah, any sort of action, action. So can they still move? They just can't attack you. Okay. Uh, them's, them's tools. Seems like if you're incapacitated, you shouldn't be able to move. But One would think, but that's what Paralyzed does, I guess. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess the lesser. Yeah, so. Sounds good. Woo! The yeah. ones around you are unable to action, so they cannot. Ooh, if they can, they can technically move, and you can move with a grappled thing. Mm. So they might still be able to check you off the side, but they can. the others cannot attack you before you go down. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, man! Uh, so they can only move half speed, but they're gonna oh. push you. Because they have to get you over the side of a boat, I'll. Oh, wait, because you... they're not on the side of the boat. Yeah, they're, they're on, on the, the deck. ground with me. So I will give you a. Let's just do another grapple as they try to pull you over. Okay. I feel like they should have disadvantage I'll give them because disadvantage. I'm assuming there's a railing. I'll give them disadvantage. If they fail, you'll still be grappled, but you won't be over the edge. Okay. 19. Okay, you resist Ooh. these frosty frogs as they try to frosty throw frogs. you over the side. Okay. However, the other ones... There's like not even space for them to all be on this boat. It's so tiny. All right, so no one else has the room to attack you. The two that are grappling, Carhoon, are going to try to pull him down. So I'm okay. going to treat this the same way, but they're not going to have disadvantage. So, so just another Yeah, athletics. one is going to help, so I'm going to give them advantage as the other one. 18. Uh, I rolled garbage. Yes! So they try to pull Carhoon down, but they cannot, yes! but he is still grappled. Okay. 
And then from the side of the boat oh, that the other frogs no. are stuck on, they're going to climb up and attack. Okay. Only three can fit on the boat. Mm-hmm. Well, four can fit on the boat. So four. <laughs> this are... map is just a whole. It's just hilarious because it's like there are just so many frogs. Mm-hmm. Like so, the four of them here. are going to all stab spears at Carhoon oh, because they cannot get to you, yeah. and then they're going to all try to bite Carhoon. So, I mean, I guess couldn't they pop into their friend's square attack and then leave type of thing? All right. So for the bite first, the first two roll. Uh, does a 10 hit? No. They both miss. The other two, does a 14 hit? No. Okay, but a 23 does. Yes. Or 22. Okay, so that's yes. one bite that successfully bites. So from that bite, Carhoon takes five points of bludgeoning okay. damage, and then they all stab their spears. The Stabby, first stabby. two, uh, one is a miss, the other is a 21, okay. so that's going to hit. That and then the other two jab their spears... Oh. One is a 14, no, Miss. but the other is an 18, so okay, that's hit. two spear hits. Ten points of piercing from both. Ooh. So the, wait, 20? No. Oh, from both. Okay. From, yeah. So they start jabbing at Carhoon as mm-hmm. he's trying to wrestle out, and the other ones are trying to drag you off the boat. It is Carhoon's turn. Okie dokie. Um, so he still had his longbow in his hands mm-hmm. when he tried to get out. Correct. Can he still, like, try to grab his, like, reach up and grab his axe, or... He could drop the bow, and he could... I would probably make him roll a dex to try to draw an axe, presumably probably slung over his back while being grappled. Okay. Okay. But then he could attack normally? If he succeeded. If he succeeded at Mm -hmm. the dex. Okay. He's going to try to get out. Okay. Carhoon uses his action to attempt to escape. 17. He succeeds! Woo! He busts out of the slimy Ugh. grip of these little frog people who are just... Ugh, but they're Ugh. surrounding him. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that he can do? That was his action. Okay. As a free action, he is going to drop his bow, and can he kind of grab his axe sure. to be ready for his next... Mm-hmm. I mean, because they can just try to grapple him again, though. They could. They might not succeed, though. That's true. Maybe they'll just try to stab him. Okay. Who knows? I do. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. So I am You're still... surrounded by frog people. And I am still grappled, You are still grappled. Yes. And I am surrounded by frog people. Okay. Um, Can I still cast spells while I'm grappled? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, you know, Octavia's been... <laughs> in this frozen tundra for so long, kind of like away from this liquid water, um, kind of away from some of the more ecological systems that she's used to. You know, she grew up next to a lake, and so she's going to, after feeling all of this cold um, emanate from her, from Jasolka's ring, she's going to kind of tap into that uh, that water, that li- water that's below them and kind of all around them. And you hear the river start to... And on one side, you see a ginormous tidal wave come over and crash down onto all of these bully books on that half of the boat. What spell are you casting? That sounds fun. I'm going to cast Tidal Wave. Tidal Wave. All right. Read. I, I've never used this spell before. Please read all what this right. spell says. 
I conjure up a wave of water that crashes down on an area within range. The area can be up to 30 feet long, up to 10 feet wide, and up to 10 feet tall. Each creature in that area must make a dex saving throw. So please have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bullywogs make dex saving throws. Okay. The first two roll... Uh, 11 is the highest, so that's two fails. Two fails. Um, one of them is a 15. Succeeds. Okay, that's one success. The other fails. The next two... Do you want me to keep track of... Wait, do you want me to keep track of successes? Uh, one, one success, yeah. Uh, the next two fail. Okay. Below 14. Oh, sorry. That's... Oh, there's only one left. And the last... Yeah, those two failed. And the last one... 14 fails. All right. Six failures, one success. So, on a failure, these Bullywogs will take 48 bludgeoning damage and will be knocked prone. The one that succeeded will take half that damage and will not be knocked prone. So, two sevens, baby. It's 48. Oh, I see. You have two sevens above. Two sevens and two threes. So, 20 bludge. 20. Mm-hmm. So all the, the one that saved takes half? Correct, 10. Takes 10, okay. And all of the ones who take full damage are prone. All the <laughs> ones who took full damage are deceased and get swept away in this As torrent of water. One, one of the ones who was around you. Mm-hmm. One of the incapacitated ones. One of the incapacitated ones is looking real bad. But is still up, but okay. the other six are just swept away in this tidal wave. Perfect. Boom. Nice. End of your turn? Um, yes, sir. Okay. It is their bully words turns. All right. One is going to attack Carhoon with a bite and a spear. Okay. I got a 12 to hit, which is going to miss on the bite. Correct. The spear is a natural 20. Oh! These aren't named Babios, though. I mean, it is Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito can always crit. <laughs> Carhoon takes eight points of piercing from the spear crit. Okay. And then the other two that are grappling are going to try to pull him off the side of the boat. Well, he's no longer grappled. Remember, he escaped oh, that's his right. last turn. Okay, they're just going to... One is going to thwap up and stab <laughs> with both hands of the spear and then try to bite. Okay. Uh, the bite is a crit fail. The spear Ooh! is a Dice 18. That hits. And since it bit with two, or speared with two hands, that's a D8, which I rolled a one on. So that's nice. two points of piercing damage. Uh, the other bullywug is going to try to spear one-handed over the side of the ship. Okay. And also bite. Uh, the bite is an 18, which will hit. Hits. Which deals two points of bludgeoning okay. damage. And the spear is a natural one. Ooh, so they kind of pepper Carhoon a little bit. Um, this is the last round of the other two being incapacitated. I think so. So they're done being incapacitated. Shoop. Those two. Uh, so yeah, they they're incapacitated this round. They end so next round. If they're still alive, they will be able to do something. All right. And at this moment, uh, 
the hatch opens up and Herder's head pops up and he goes, what's going on up here? And his little crossbow, his big crossbow pokes out <laughs> as he starts climbing onto the deck. Good thing we got rid of all those bullywogs or else he would have had nowhere to yeah, go. I would have had to have shoved a bullywog off the hatch. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> all right, it is Carhoon's turn, top of the range. Okay, well, he is he is free and clear, and so he is able to just try to swing down with his great axe at um, the closest bullywog. Okay. None of those three surrounding him have been hurt yet, right? I don't believe so. Okay. 15 to hit? Yes, hit. All right. Their armor is patchwork and okay. crude. Five slashing. Okay. And he is going to swing again. Twelve to hit. That is a miss. Oh, just okay. His the, the haft of his uh, axe is like all slimy, mm-hmm. and like his hands are clammy and pruny and little. Mm-hmm. But it's your turn. Okie dokie. You still have two on either side of you. Well, one yes. on either side of you. Two total. As this tidal wave with water is receding, kind of like pouring off the side of the boat, Octavia again just is like really, really feeling the water today. Mm-hmm. And she whispers a couple words, and the water just starts to collate and congeal and come together. And in the front of this boat, in honor of her friend Lyle, is now a water elemental. Did you just summon a water elemental to kill like five bullywogs? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it is going to make some multi-attacks. I've been wanting to cast this spell for so long ever since I got access to it. Uh, she, she's, bent, she's doing some water bending today. All righty. She'll be attacking the one next to Carhoon first if it appeared at the front of the boat. Okay. Oh, right. It is large, so she'll actually conjure it in front of her to get one of the ones that is um, at, is grappling her because she is technically mm-hmm. still grappled. Grapple, so grapple, she's going to make a slam attack slam. Um, against one of the ones that is grappling her. Mm-hmm. Over a 20 to hit. Yes. Only eight bludge. Oh, okay. And that one's still up? Yes. Okay. And then it is going to slam again. Okay, it does so. Roll, 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 roll that. Ooh, 14 to hit? That's a miss. Ooh, okay. It is also going to move forward and move on to these bullywugs, spaces, and stop there. Oh, wait, um... That will hit. Sorry, the AC over here is with a shield. And these, oh, 14. These don't have 14 does it. So 14 Oh, will okay. My bad. No worries. Oh, that's a bit better. Uh, 10 bludgeoning. Okay. It's still up? Still up. Looking real bad. Okay. Well, it is going to um move over, and it is going to stay in the square of these two bullywogs. Because it can. Ah. So now okay. these two bullywogs are in the midst of a water element. Okay. It is their turn, so what does that mean for them? So it doesn't actually say it can enter a hostile creature space and stop there, but it doesn't really like say what it... Isn't it? Oh, oh it does. Um, it, it has this thing called Whelm, which I think it does on its turn, though. 
What's it say? So, Whelm. Each creature in the elemental space must make a DC 15 strength saving throw. On a failure, the target takes bludgeoning damage, and if it is large or smaller, it is also grappled. I think this would happen on On probably the the creature's turn. Whatever's inside it. Whatever it's inside it. Yeah, I would imagine. We'll just roll it that way. Okay, so it's good. That's usually how it works. So, they need to roll a what? Uh, strength saving throw, please. 16 and a 20. Oh, both of them succeed. Yes, they are amphibious creatures, so it kind of makes sense. And they are now pushed out of the elemental's form. Oh. Because they succeeded. Oh, okay. So, which also meant that they probably broke the grapple on Octavia, because it pushed it out of that square. Well, one of them. There, There were two things. Right, grappling. but the one that was grappling Octavia. Originally. It's fine. Okay, yeah, sure. The grapple's broken. Okay. Um, they get pushed out, and but it is their turn, so that's going to be two attacks against you. Alrighty, sounds good. Two bites. One of them is going to hit for a 17, right? That hits. You take five points of bludgeoning damage. Two spears. Uh, another one hit for six points of piercing, okay. and then the two stab at Carhoon, so two bites against him. Okay. That's a miss and a hit. Okay. So he takes five points of bludgeoning and then two spears. Uh, does a 14 hit? No, sir. Okay, then he does not get speared, and then there's one more, mm-hmm. which is... Hmm. The one on the side of the boat? It can't actually attack you, so it's also going to attack Garden. Okay, so that's good. So the bite is a 17, the spear is a 14, so the bite will hit for mm-hmm. three points of bludgeoning. Okay. And then... Uh, just their, like, slimy maws just... Mm-hmm. Uh, Herder pops his head up, pulls oh, out his right. crossbow, and he's just going to take a shot at one of them. Sounds good. For a crit fail, he no, misses. Oh no! Is he a named... I'm not. Nah, just okay. you two. Just us. Okay, sounds good. All right, so he misses, mm-hmm. and it is Carhoon's turn. Two okay. Bully, three bullywogs around him, two around you. Um, he's going to attack the one that he attacked before, mm-hmm. and just swing, swing, swing away. Swang. Mm, natural 17. That'll hit. Almost crit. Rolled a one on my d12, so six slashing. It's done. Yes! And he is going to swing again at... Have either of those other two gotten hurt at all? No. Okay, so he's just going to swing at the one that is not on the side of the boat. Yep. 19 for a critical hit! All right, let me get my spreadsheet up. Against a bullywug. <laughs> Against a bullywug. This bullywug's day is going to go poorly. <laughs> I was one day away from retirement. Okay, roll a uh, d10. Roll a d10? Yes, please. 10. 10. So this is another one from d and Head. Thank you Thank very you much. Thank you so much. It's a cool effect. I don't know that it'll play too much okay. into the rest of the battle. It's called Rip. Uh, your attack tears off a piece of armor or natural Ooh. protection. The target's AC is reduced by one mm. until the armor is replaced. We'll see if it survives. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Its AC will be one lower if it does not die. I wasn't sure if that was rip as in like tear or a rip as in like RIP oh, type of thing. No, like a tear. <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Ooh. 17 slashing. <laughs> yeah, uh, this <laughs> Miss Bullywog is done. Is rent from head to toe. Rent in twain. It's AC is significantly lower now. <laughs> I might throw that one back in the rotation. Mm, sounds good. Sounds good. That's All a good one. Right. Yeah, that one's done. Okay. Was that your? That was your second. That attack? was my second attack. Okay. So he had two, two swings, two down. Yep. Your turn. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have my friend the water elemental go first. Do it. This water elemental's name is Susan, and Susan is going to move forward and do this whelm. All right. So it is currently in the squares of two bullywogs. Would you please have them both make strength saving throws? Three and twelve. They both fail. So they are going to take 2d8 bludgeoning damage. 13 bludge for them both. They are both swept away in another torrent of water. Go, Susan! Nice. And you still have a turn if you can finish off the last one in front of Carmen, potentially. um, So Octavia is going to turn around uh, seeing seeing that one last bullywog that still never got its way onto the deck. It just was clinging to the side this entire just time. Stabbing blindly <laughs> over the top. And she is going to kind of lift up her hands after finally not being grappled anymore. And a noxious poof of smoke comes out of her fingertips. And would you please make a... 13. Go on, saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> So you fail this poison mm-hmm. spray. You're about to take 2d12, my friend. Oh, that's right. Level up. Level up. <laughs> 10 and 11 on the die. Jeez. Yeah, this bully <laughs> uh, takes a just gets a big inhale and <laughs> coughs and then croaks. Oh! <laughs> if I could give you inspiration, I would give you inspiration for that. <laughs> So you have uh, successfully fended off the Bullywug attack, and we will Woo! pick up there at the next episode. Oh, sounds good. Oh, go, Susan, you're my favorite. <laughs> Shall right. I take us out, my love? Please. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we really hope you had a Merry Christmas and have had happy holidays thus far. We really just can't say how appreciative we are of all of you coming on this journey with us and contributing your crit cards and leaving us reviews and sending us just really great messages that boost our spirits and just, you know, uh, give us the boost that we need to keep on making this show. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating or reviewing us on iTunes. It's a really great way for us to reach more ears with our story and with our show. And if you would like to submit a crit card like we heard in the episode today, please do so. You can do so on our website, which is me, my spouse, and a die.com, or you can just email us. Our email address is me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com. Either way, and we would love to see how you guys want to make your mark on Mawir. Catch y'all next week.